marketing interns. How's it going? Today's sponsor, Skyline Specs. Let me tell you a little bit more about them. Skyline Specs started in an introductory entrepreneurship course at the University of St. Thomas and has since developed into a growing business and brand. Skyline develops sunglasses, watches, and other products that connect people to their local cities. They do this by engraving city skylines such as Minneapolis onto their premium wooden sunglasses. So go ahead and please visit www.skylinespecs.com and use promo code BACKPOCKET. That's BACKPOCKET. B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T. That's us. We're the back pocket. And when you use this promo code, I'm going to give you 15% off of any purchase. Today is March 26th, and the boys from the back pocket are back. Declan Brown, how's it going? We are great. I'm feeling awesome. Uh, it's spring break, Andrew. How could I not be excited? The sun's out. I'm warm. Yeah, for once. For um, once. You know, finally. If there's one thing that's consistent about our podcast, I've said this before, I'll say it again. It's the weather. Um, we talk about the weather nonstop on this podcast. It was cold before. Now it's a little. Now it's getting a little warm. We're not freezing as much in the in the den. But speaking of the den, we got a new design. The feng shui is bananas. Let in this me room. tell you about this room right now. The Washington Den Capital has been changed to a podcast layout. I mean, we finally adapted, and you know, we've learned that if we want to get the best shot, we had to make little changes. Yeah. So we uh, we decided to move this stuff around, make posters a little more visible, and when you walk in here, you realize like this. This is home. This is absolutely our home. It's only our home for what, like two or three more months? But Allegedly, it's our home. Um, and let me say, there's so many, so much more space for activities in here. Uh, just jumping around, podcasting, maybe doing yoga, whatever we want to do. It, the 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 world's our oyster at this point. It just starts with the feng shui. Mm. I mean, it starts and ends with the feng shui. When I say that word, I don't really know how to use it, but it feels like. I'm using it in a way that's just enhancing the mood. Yeah, it's all it's about energy. It's all about vibes. It's all about positive vibes. It's all about the feng shui. Like you said, I, we don't know what it means, but we know that it has something to do with home improvement and energy and interior design, and I feel like we definitely conquered all three of those. Um, so I feel good about it. So can I say that our average quality this week is finally realizing the feng shui needed to be a little updated? Yeah, I think we... Pat ourselves, patted ourselves on the back a little too early last week um, for reorganizing or enhancing the bringing the table and bringing the table in. We like we we were way too excited about bringing the table in, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't fit at all. Um, but then we were like, you know, let's just reorganize this place so it fits a table because it definitely should fit a table. Um, and then through that, you know, the feng shui gurus Andrew and myself um, got it done. Um, what the average aspect of it is, uh, if anyone walked in here, they'd still see uh, dirty floors. Um, they would see, um, just a lot of misplaced objects. Um, you know, we kind of just threw things and like, Hey, does this look good? Eh, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's it fits. This will work. It checks out. Like I would, I'd, and, uh, our, our, uh, lazy boy over here, bad podcasting, but we got a lazy boy over here, um, with one of the arm, uh, the arms is just like falling off. So, you know, like any other good engineer does, uh, we just duct taped it and made sure that thing didn't move. And I and then like we moved it around. Andrew's like, "What do you think about this?" And I'm like, "Checks out. Works. Works for me." So I think overall uh, we're improving again, um, as as we do in as a podcast moving forward, progressing. We know where we are at fault, and we just try to improve. Um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. Just it, whether it be our room, whether it be our actual podcast, whether it be our content. We're just trying to niche down. We're just trying to improve. Mm-hmm. Speaking of niching down, we got a great debate today. Yeah, so let's uh, trap the puck on that. Absolutely. And let's go to the debate. We're bringing back the great debate. Have to. Uh, this was a season one mecca. People loved the great debate. We hit home three great debates. Go back, tune in. Um, they were phenomenal. This time around, we are going to have the great debate between old school and new school. And this time around, we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to take sides. Because we really do have sides on this. I firmly, firmly believe that the old school method is better. 
than the new school method. That's interesting that you say you're an old school guy because I'm a, I'm a new school guy. Mm. I was born in the new school. I live the new school. I am the new school. Um, but yeah, we're just following through on a nice promise that we made to the marketing interns uh, probably two weeks ago. Um, and here we are with the great debate, old school versus new school. Uh, first segment, first uh, topic. Topic. Thank you, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, we got cars. Uh, my new school, um, what I like about the new school part of cars I'm going with Tesla's. Elon Musk, that's my guy. He's the new school, changed the world. What do you think? Uh, Tesla has some great features. Uh, the electric car, better for the environment. Sure, you got that going for you. Climate right? change. Climate change, is, uh, it's happening, uh, allegedly. Uh, just talk to John Abraham. Um, but when it comes to old school cars, I'm talking about the 1963 Corvette Stingray. Sheesh. Okay, You pull up a picture of this right now, marketing interns, and you tune in to the Corvette Stingray in the, in the uh, 63. Okay, that year was a big year for the Corvette Stingray. Well, let me tell you why. When it rolled out, it made previous miles, previous models look like chopped liver. Oh. Like, besides the new look, like the C2 Chevrolet Chever, Corvette. Chevr- Chevrolet. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I was going for. <laughs> okay. This one was a bit lighter, and uh, it handled way better than the predecessors. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. As it should in 1963. Well, you know what's handling a little better than uh, your old school car? What? Is when you sit in the Tesla, and the car starts automatically. And you're like, oh, now I can drive my car instead of, you know, turning the key. You know, everyone, that's old school method, man. We're on to new school. Um, and this is going to be a common theme here for me to come back. Whatever point you bring with making everything efficient, I'm going to say this. What's more gritty? What's more... Um, homegrown, earthy, than turning your key to start your car, revving that engine. Sure. I like where your head's at. Your, your engine's soft. When you, t- when you hit that button, it's just going to go... You barely even hear it. When you hit that Stingray in 1963, you knew your car was on, and you, you knew you were the talk of town. Okay. Can I close with this? Okay. Uh, if Tesla were to race a your car... What's your car's name again? The uh, Stingray. Stingray. So mm-hmm. Tesla versus Stingray. Put them on a track together. Uh, Tesla's going to win. So... You know, I'm not going to debate that one. Okay. All right. On to the next one. Andrew, what do we got? Um, So a common theme in today's society with sports is the old school jersey look and the new school jersey look. Okay. Mm. People, when they're wearing them out to the parties or when they're going out to your sporting event, um, you see the differences. Okay. I always appreciate when you have the minimalistic look of an old school jersey. Those jerseys are so just straight to the point. I'm wearing a uniform, and I'm going to go play this sport. No, Nothing flashy about it. Just pure apparel. That's all it is. That's all you need. It's, a, it's just one logo. It's one name. It's one brand. That's it. What if I could tell you that you can make 1,800 different uniform combinations and then portray all sorts of cool brands, all sorts of cool motions, motives of the current day? I'm looking at Oregon Ducks. I'm looking at their phenomenal brand. And when Oregon was good, you know, I mean, they still have no national titles as far as football goes. Um, but, you know, when they were kicking butt, they were kicking butt, and those jerseys made them look even better. I would say um, as a coach, if you're looking to recruit new guys um, or just young, fresh talent, um, what better way to say, yo, we get new jerseys every year and they're icy hot, they're fire, the new school way is the way to recruit new kids. Anybody can recruit with flashy jerseys, but the product on the field is what makes the difference. And I truly believe the people that have stayed true to their traditional jersey, the Green Bay Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, the list goes on. Those Alabama Crimson Tide, Alabama the Crimson Penn State Tide. Nittany Lions. Absolutely. Those t- programs have consistently been top dogs. Why? Because they focus on what's most important. That's the product, not the jerseys. But the jerseys that have maintained for so long, they're beautiful. Yeah. I'd, oh, whoever invented the making new jerseys is just making a lot of money. Um, so shout out to them. Shout out Phil Knight. It's a money-making yeah. industry. shout out Phil Knight, friend mm-hmm. of the program. Uh, on to the next one. Uh, get, that's You win that one, because I, I kind of agree with that one. Okay. Don't tell me. We'll, we'll cut that. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, okay. Uh, Star Wars. Okay, this is a big one uh, for all the nerds, all the Star Wars nerds. you got to tune in for this. Um, so Star Wars, old school is episodes four through set six. Sorry, not seven. Four through six. New school is one through three. Rogue One, seven and eight. Two B nine and Solo. A lot of new school. A lot of new school in the Star Wars world. Um, I'm saying, look, episode three, hands down, Revenge of the Sith, my favorite Star Wars episode of all time. Um, I'm not necessarily going to vouch for seven, eight, 
and all the new the newer school ones that they came out with, but I am just an advocate of number three and them continuing on the saga of Anakin Skywalker and connecting the whole Star Wars realm one through six. Uh, if it wasn't for the new school, we wouldn't be anywhere as a Star Wars community. Wow. Um, you just teed the uh, ball up on that little, little tee, and I swung away, and I believe that's a home run because there's no argument here. Uh, listen, Declan, there's no argument here. Star Wars, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Revent, um, Return of the Jedi are the three best Star Wars movies and only Star Wars movies that anyone should ever watch. Why? Because of the meaning behind Star Wars and what it presents to the entertainment industry. It changed the game. I really don't even need to get into this because I'm irritated. Yeah, sure. That's fine. You know what actually irritates me is when people watch 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 in that order mm-hmm. instead of watching 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3 because they should watch it 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3. Yes. So uh, that's another debate. Um, hot for another take. time. Yeah, enough for another time. Hot takes on our end. As a podcast, we side with 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3. Simple as that. Don't know how else to say it. Um... I think I got another topic point here. Okay. Um, what do you got? The new school, old school debate can be brought into the radio industry right now. Um, as my father talked about in episode two of season two. John and Sarah. John and Sarah. Um, he mentioned the radio and he, he talked down on it a little bit. Mm. But there's a lot of things that are going that have always been going well for the radio industry. And why? Because of the grittiness. You know, you have it's live. So you're going on air and you're producing a product. Um, there's no recording it. It's not a podcast. It's live. It's authentic. It's authentic. That's what I'll say about the radio industry. Uh, sure. Uh, well, uh, as podcasters, um, I side with the new school of podcasts. Ooh. Being able to tailor what you want to listen to, when you want to listen to it, and how you want to listen to it from your phone or from anywhere. And people are putting in more hours, more work, and promoting new things, better things on podcasts. I actually did a little bit of research here. Um, In the last three years, the podcast um, interface and user interaction has tripled in size. Um, So podcasts are a growing commodity in the new school era. Um, If you're listening right now, you're a part of that, so thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you you haven't been or if you just love people, here's the thing. People crave human conversation, and people love that. Um, With that being said, podcast is just a new and enhanced way of doing that okay and you know at the end of the day i'm just going to agree with everything you you just said i have to i'm a podcaster i love podcasts um i'm going to try to defend the radio because of this debate but in reality i'm a podcaster checks out yeah checks out easy um any others sure what Um, what do you think you know what do you think do you think uh, do you think i've won this debate because I think I have, but you, bring forth another topic. All right, uh, let's go with uh, Workspace. Um, now, this one is getting pretty wild. So, um, the original Workspace, if you have ever watched, like, Mad Men from, uh, it's on Netflix. Have you ever watched Mad Men? I have. Okay, yeah, it's just uh, 1970s Workspace working in an ad agency. Uh, just a lot of cubicles, a lot of, a lot of interaction, a lot of things going on. People sitting down, just cranking away in their computers. People still do that now, but the new school way is like to sit on like physio balls and standing up. Like accountants love to stand and work because um, sitting is the new smoking, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll side with uh, just being healthier and uh, finding more efficient ways to work. And then the workspace in the past, you know, the cubicle version, the very structured and yeah. formal. Um, it got the work done, and you know. Some people say don't do what people have done in the past because there's always a better way to do it. Mm. But having cubicles and um, sitting down, that's not going away. Yeah, sure. Um, no one's no one's just look at us right now. Voluntarily stand up. We're, We're not going to stand up and do it. But or you might. I'm, I don't I'm know not, if I I'm like. Gonna, I don't know if I like standing up and look. The like audio's my, gone. The radio. The my legs are down tired. Here. Yeah. This sucks. You sound like you're standing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sit back down. I'm okay. sitting back down now. Because of you, because of your standing, I think I might have won that topic. Okay. Maybe. Sorry. Uh, should we talk a little bit of peril? Oh yes, absolutely. Um, so the new school versus old school apparel look. Um, you know, I think there's one apparel that could go both ways. Okay. What's that? Um, that would be MB Outdoors. Ooh, I like that. What's 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 MB Outdoors, Andrew? MB Outdoors is a clothing company outdoor brand that is made for wearing outside going into your backyard going into the woods 
and dragging the mud across your front porch. Oh, that's a good saying. They mm-hmm. should use that as their um, brand, and they do. Um, MB Outdoors, great, great brand. It's both a new school and an old school. Um, if you want the new school feel to a shirt, you want that nice cotton, that uh, cross-laced cotton. It's a beautiful wear. Uh, I'm actually wearing it right now. It's great, nice and comfy. Wear something like that, that that new school feel, but represents something that's old school, sticking back to your roots. Yeah, so he, like the design and everything sticks to the old school, but the mm. feel and the comfortability is 100% new, new school. Absolutely. Um, love that brand. Go please check them out. And, uh, what's the website again, Declan? Uh, it's uh, MBO Outdoor, or no, MBOutdoors.com. That's um, M-B-O-U-T-D-O-O-R-S.com. Nice. And then promo code BACKPOCKET. You know how to spell BACKPOCKET. 15% off the gear. Go grab it. Um, final topic. What do we got? Final topic would be just communication, the millennials versus... Well, we're the millennials, so us versus... Sure. (laughs) New school, old school communication style. Sure. I'm a word of mouth podcast. That's how I market. I believe that's how the old school generation chose to do it because they had to. We do it because we want to. Mm. I'm an old school man when it comes to communicating. That's great. Um, New school cell phones... Calling people, texting people, reaching people at a faster rate than you've ever been able to. Um, that aspect alone, the quickness and response and the ability to communicate multiple things however you want, when you want to. I think the efficiency of it, going back to efficiency, I just really love that. Um, however, I'm also going to side with you on this and say, you know, the word of mouth is the most authentic way to communicate. I wouldn't say it's the most efficient way at times, but it's the most authentic way. And when you're trying to grow a brand, you want to, uh, grow authentically and and efficiently, but we care more about the authentic side of it, obviously, when we're first starting out. Absolutely. Those are all fair points. And, you Mm -hmm. know, trapping the puck on this segment, we just went mano-a-mano, head-to-head, in a great debate, old school versus new school, and I am looking forward to hearing our marketing interns decide who won. Yeah. Because it's in their hands now. The ball is in their court. Ball's in your court, marketing interns. Do as you will. Wield the shield. Yeah. Just love the process. Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. And might as well give us a five-star review on iTunes. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, like our page on Facebook. Shoot us a sub- subscription on YouTube. Yeah. There's Anything a lot of things you, you can do. Oh, absolutely. Um, but what you should do now is uh, keep listening to our podcast because we got one hell of an interview this week. Yes. Uh, who we got? We have Matt Wagner. Matt Wagner came into my class at the end of last semester and spoke to my uh, management course. He took that course four years prior and um, told us his progression as a businessman, as a human, and it really hit home with me, and I reached out to him a few months ago, and we finally arranged a time to talk to him, and I'm looking forward to you guys listening to Matt Wagner, because he inspired me, and I know he will inspire you. Let's get after it. Before we get to our interview, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, MB Outdoors. MB Outdoors, an adventure lifestyle and apparel brand aimed at sharing the excursions taken on all trails outside the hustle of suburbia. Did you get all that? Midwest Backcountry Outdoors has a growing lineup of apparel that shows the connection to its brand values of getting outside and taking the path less traveled. Their efforts to share stories and images of those who trekked that summit or reeled in that trophy come straight from those who live the adventure lifestyle. Check them out at mboutdoors.com, that's M-B-O-U-T-D-O-O-R-S.com, and use promo code BACKPOCKET for 15% off. That's us, BACKPOCKET, B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T. Today's guest is a fantastic guest. We are so happy to have on Matt Wagner. He, We were fortunate enough to have him come speak to my class back in December, and when he spoke, I was like, this man needs to be on a podcast. He needs to be on the back pocket. So, uh, marketing interns, let's welcome Matt Wagner. How are you doing today? Hey, everybody. What's going on? I just waved at the camera. <laughs> uh, we're <laughs> on camera. Well. I don't think we told you that we record everything. But no, that's fine. That's we fair. We should start asking our guests um, that if they're okay with being recorded. I consent. It's good. Okay. okay. Excellent. Good. Yeah. That's great, Matt. Um, I hear you bring the heat. Um, I hear you are just exuberant. I hear you are just a storyteller. you got a lot of good things to say. Um, but before we get to that, okay. um, we like to ask this question to everyone. Andrew and I are average guys. We do things great. We do things poorly. At the end of the day, makes us average guys, makes us common people. Yeah. Um, with that being said, uh, what is your average quality? Uh, only one. Oh, hey. Hey, hey, more the merrier. Yeah. We're average guys. we got a bunch. Yeah. We start every podcast with an average quality. 
Um, so I'd say right out of the gate, humor, mm. for sure. And the reason why I say that is because, like, there are days where I'm on point, and, you know, like, you have people laughing and stuff, and then there are days where people are not driving with my sarcasm, and people look at me with that look of, this kid's an idiot. Yeah, okay. And I'm like, that's fair, right? Like, yeah. that's an average quality. Mm-hmm. It's hit or miss. It's 100%. like my golf game. It's, like, either way, you Yeah, know? golf so. game, comedy, I think that goes hand-in-hand hand with our average qualities. We, uh, we're putting out content. We're trying to put out as much content as we can. Some some hits. Some is just all, like people are like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. Right. Some yeah. people just don't get it. But I really uh, I want to know because um, like I had an internship this past summer. Yes. I'm a naturally sarcastic, goofy guy. Yes. Um, crack the jokes with the older people. You know, trying to yeah. break the ice a little bit. I'm you sure you've it. been in that situation. Uh, how are your jokes in the business in the business world? How's it working? Very PG. Okay. But, like, situationally aware. So, like, if you're in a situation where you're, like, you're kind of with the boys, you know, you sure. can maybe crack a few jokes, mm-hmm. you know, but always be prepared to reel it back in. You know, like, know yeah. your audience. So, it's, like, it's one thing to be sarcastic and be yourself because when you're not yourself, then people are, like, already put off by you. Mm-hmm. But when you're yourself and you got some, you got some good jokes, throw them out there. If you can't be yourself, then, I mean, why want to work there? Yeah. I agree completely. And do you think... You're able to use... Do you play golf with these in the business situation? I try I try to play golf, and if it's a scramble, I drive. I don't putt, because if, if, if I putt, then we lose. So, okay. I just... Yeah, I tee off. Little scramble games. Yeah. And you, the comedy game on the golf course, that's a must. If you're not bringing comedy to the golf course, it's just yeah. a, it's a stressful day. Well, it's really easy to be funny when you've had, like, six or seven beers and a couple cocktails, right? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, who's not drinking on the course when you got the, you know, the crew out there? Yep. Sure. Um, it's on the company card. Not always. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't go on right. Or it's on, or it's on somebody else's, right? And then, yeah. In which case, that's a good scenario because it's yeah. like all included and it's good. And you get a t-shirt and everybody's happy, go lucky, and get an Uber home. And yep. Smiles. And then, yeah, there you go, dude. We like, to put our, we like to put our golf game on the company card. Yeah, not to brag, but we have a company card. Yeah, the, the American Express, like Black Card or whatever. Yeah, we're Black Card. Yeah, sure, sure. It's allegedly. Yeah, it's the so budget's right. huge. This place is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We spend. We spend a lot on mm-hmm. it. So... <laughs> All right, so this is another segment we love asking our guests, and it's Two Roses and a Thorn. We're oh. big Two Roses and a Thorn podcast, two positives and a negative. Um, we would like to know how you got into uh, the brokerage game, and how's that been going? What would uh, you put behind the Two Roses and a Thorn? Yeah, so I, like, I kind of fell. I fell into it. So mm-hmm. um, I did an internship for an insurance company, right? And there's nothing sexy about that, right? When people hear insurance, they're like, oh, I'm completely put off by that. But actually, like, one of the cool things about getting into brokerage and getting to work with Fortune 500 companies is that um, no day is ever the same. So when I come to work every day, what I specifically do is in real estate development and in construction. So, like, every project that I'm working on is never the same. There's always unique complexities, and it's all over the country, too, right? So I'm not just focused on a region. So for me in particular, what I like about my job, one of the one of the positives is that it's always different, right? And then two, I like the people in our industry. Um, I like the people because I'm I feel like I'm always being pushed and motivated because there's always somebody smarter than me in a room. And like that's always a great place to be. Because if I feel like I'm the smartest person in the room, which doesn't really happen unless like I'm picking up my little sister from school, and even then I still like might get beat out, right? <laughs> but like um then uh then, you know, that's just not a good scenario. So I like those two, two aspects of it that are huge. And then one thorn I'd say is that just in general, the insurance industry, the brokerage industry, um, sometimes even, sometimes even the finance space, private equity, um, you know, it it can be behind the times a little bit and it can be a little, um, a little old school at times. And it's like, we're playing this catch up of tech, just taking over everything. So the modernization of what we're doing is a little slow. So it's like, there are times when that can be frustrating, especially in our age cohort where we're so used to like the on demand now, like get it done now, like the Excel gurus of the world, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so working through that can be a little bit of a pain, I'd say. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so how did you find the passion for working in a broker, working in a brokerage? And like, I know you had an internship with an insurance company, yeah. but like, how did that turn you into who you are now? Yeah. So actually when I, okay. So when I was at the insurance company, I got to see what the brokers did. Because I was like, okay, I get to see what those guys do over there and those girls do over there, and I want to go play with them. Like, that looks really fun. It's, um, the reason that it turned me on was because it's, it, it's very competitive, and I like to compete with myself because I'm like, okay, if I'm managing a project, that's up to me to structure it and do it well and place it appropriately. So that's super competitive. 
and it gives me an opportunity to push myself, um, one. But then, two, there's a really good balance between being in insurance and in brokerage and then the strict cutoff switching into, like, finance, M&A, private equity, all that stuff from a work-life balance perspective Mm -hmm. where, you know, you're putting in long hours and you're working really hard, but at the same time, like, there's a cutoff point where you don't feel like you have to be attached to work all the time. And um, I was like, you know what, I can – I can. Jive with that. Those two things combined, honestly, are like really good attractors for sure. Right nice. on. Um, and I think I did my our marketing interns a little disjustice with uh, the intro. Um, if you mind giving like a brief background of um, who you are, of, in like a way of how you came to St. Thomas. Sure. Because you told that story to me, and I well, we haven't shared that with the marketing interns. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So I um I grew up in Southern California. Um, mm. Are you a big USC fan? I I like Reggie Bush. Everyone likes Reggie Bush. I like Reggie Bush, mm-hmm. Matt Liner. Like I like the era of that group because I grew up with them. Yeah. Are you are you the guy like when every NCAA sanction comes out, you're like Reggie Bush got screwed, USC got screwed. I just didn't care. I was the guy that just didn't care. I was okay. like, dude rushed for like however many yards, like yeah. earned. If he cheated, he cheated. Take it away. He got the highest. Yeah. Whatever. It's yeah. like, does he need the trophy to know that like he killed it? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Um, but uh, grew up in Southern California uh, my whole life, and um, which is awesome because, like, you know, obviously, like, <laughs> now I'm in Minneapolis, a little bit different. But I went to Arizona State for college for a year, and I walked onto their football team. That didn't work out in my favor. And two things happened to me at that point. I was like, okay, well, um, I still want to play ball, and I want to go to a smaller private school because being in a classroom like 500 kids was not my way to succeed whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recognized that. I just I wasn't succeeding the way that I wanted to. So I was like, all right, let's make a change. Let's just do it. So I put out my film back out there to like you know the top D3 schools across the country and um, visited a few. And then when I came here to St. Thomas and I did the overnight here, um, do you guys know Tyler Erstad? Yes. He was a few years, yeah, so I, he was like my buddy that day, okay. and um, awesome dude, loved the school, loved meeting with the coaches, loved Caruso, and um, it just it, it was just a very easy sell to be here. Absolutely. Um, St. Thomas, is not only is it a great school, but when you capitalize that with the football program and the tradition that's like not only had, had been built to that point, but that's being built now, I was mm-hmm. like, this is, this is where I want to be. So I made the jump, and I was like, hey, let's do it. I didn't look back either. I was like, for whatever reason, like thinking about it now, I was like, why wasn't I more concerned about it back then? Yep. But now I'm just like, it was just an easy decision. Like, let's go. Let's yeah. do this thing. First time overnight. First time in Minnesota? Yeah, it was my first time in Minnesota. Okay. And then I've actually visited St. John's the next day. Okay. Yes. And, uh, and how bad was that? Was that the worst thing ever? It was just different. It was just very different. It wasn't terrible. Okay. I had a good time. I enjoyed we'll the that. visit. It was the worst. Everybody was super nice and like, you know, they do the thing where they like give you a loaf of bread. And I was like, this is sweet like thanks for a loaf of bread legit gave you a loaf they of bread. only gave me a loaf of bread okay. <laughs> so. it's like their welcoming gift yeah recruiting um, pitch yeah I always yeah. give loaf of bread to your recruits that's a great so, idea uh to the overnight there and it's just i was like yeah i'm done like recruiting's over mm-hmm. here we gotcha. go sweet. right on um and then you came to st thomas and that path how was how did that go on the football field um, it was it, honestly it was it was an eye opener because when I got here I was like number one I knew the football team was already extremely talented but when you get out on the field with those guys like my dad's six two my mom's five one I got the short end of the stick mm-hmm. I was like I'm five nine on a good day you know what I mean mm-hmm. so when I'm out there with those guys I was like number one we got some big dudes on the team some guys that you know for sure could have probably played at smaller D one schools D one double A schools D two schools um, and then all all around just athletic dudes that love football. And when you're out there, it was an eye-opener for me because it was like, I'm really going to have to compete for this stuff. Not that I didn't go in already being like, i got to grind this out, but also like there was a reality shift in my mind where I was like, um, the level of competition here is very real. And um, again, one of the reasons why I was like, this is such a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. So football went um, great my, my first year. Um, didn't see any playing time at all. Um, but then, you know, was getting poised to go into um, our next season, which would have actually been my junior year of college. And I just, I changed things for the better. I cut a ton of weight because I was just like way too bulky. I was lifting too much um, on my frame. It's just not a good look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, gained it, gained it probably a little bit more speed and um, had a great off season and then was just ready to go. And I actually in camp that year tore uh, my labrum in my right shoulder 
So this would that would be my now my third football related surgery that I had. Okay. And my problem wasn't that it tore, right? Because you can get as many quarter zone shots as you want and not that bad boy up. Mm-hmm. But the problem was it kept coming out of the socket because the padding around it's like pretty much deteriorated. So it sublocate, come back in, and I was like, dude, I got to get this fixed, which sucked because I was really raring to You're go. Ready to go. Yeah. yeah. What year was this? My junior year. Okay. So this was twenty thirteen, fourteen. Okay. Yeah, thirteen. Was it fourteen? If it was twenty fourteen, we would have been. We would have been here. It was twenty thirteen. Okay, mm. year before us. Yeah, sure. right on. Um, that's. I mean, that's one of the things I remember now when you spoke to my classes. The thing that you reiterated consistently is the competition. Yeah. When you thrive, it was under competition. Um, like people don't talk about it enough. Yeah. Seriously, when you think about it, especially especially at a business acumen like St. Thomas, right? It's not about me competing with you or me competing with you, right? It's about me competing with myself day in and day out. And that's something that you guys know. Caruso preaches it every single day. Be the very best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And that couldn't be more true. And sometimes when you think about it from a sports perspective, you're like, yeah, we get it. But when you translate that to the business world or you translate that to um, your personal life with your family, there's plenty of ways you can be competitive with yourself to want to succeed in every aspect in what you do. Mm And that doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect, and that doesn't mean that we're going to get it right every time, but it means that I'm going to put my best foot forward every single time, and I know that if I can do that consistently, then I'm going to be a happier person as a result of it. For me personally, um, some people might not be wired that way, and that's totally cool. I just think that when people take the time to reflect on um, if they're putting in enough of themselves to the things that deserve it, then they're going to have a better outcome. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and not not to ramble about this, but like the reason why I think it's so important in the business school here is because it's just a conversation we need to have more, right? Because when you come out of school, you're not just competing with the MIAC. You're competing with Harvard, Brown, Rice, Penn. You know, you're competing with Wharton, Pitt, like mm-hmm. Vanderbilt. You're competing with kids that go to SMU. And the, the market is the market. The market doesn't care about our feelings. The market cares about what's going to be most productive. So... Um, Anything you can do to just, you know, take that next step or just, like, what you guys are doing right now, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Yeah, well, it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, like, um, just the competitive atmosphere makes sure. you better. And sure. it raises your level. Would you say that was one of the biggest takeaways that you took from your football experience and then translated that into your workforce experience so far? Or would, what was your biggest I would uh, say the, the biggest takeaway from football into work mm-hmm. was thoughtfulness. Mm undoubtedly like thoughtfulness by by far and the reason why is because it was i thought it was taken away from me too soon i was very upset about it I, mm-hmm. but make no mistake i wanted to continue playing but when you're you know your mind's telling you one thing and your body's telling you another it's just you gotta know when to cut it right mm-hmm. um and i was very thankful for all the years of stuff that football had given me since i was a little kid you start playing at age whatever you know five eight or middle school whenever you start and you look back on all those times and you're like okay, now it's done. And it wasn't even done as a result of me getting to finish. It was just done because it was pulled short. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how can I turn this feeling into a better scenario? So I was like, I'm going to go coach. So I did. I went, I coached at Breck. I coached their middle school football team. I was the assistant head coach there. And it was just awesome to see like the takeaways that I'd gotten out of football translate from a thoughtful perspective into these young kids' lives. And you see kids that go from being like, timid and shy at the beginning of the season to confident athletes at the end and I was like this is this is what it's about yes awesome. and I think people don't realize football is one maybe the only sport is that's finite it's one of the only sports that you can't right now suit yeah. up and go play and no I mean you can play, you can pick up a basketball you can pick up a baseball bat tennis golf um can you think of one right now I mean it might be the only sport realistically where you're putting on the pads and you're going out to practice maybe one of the most it is the mo- the funnest part of the of the football season because you're going out there and you're playing backyard football um yeah and there's really no pressure it's just you trying to be the best version of yourself like he said and um i've always enjoyed that aspect and now that we have just finished we haven't truly it hasn't hit home that it's over not yet because it'll hit home probably in two weeks when spring ball would have started for us and then more so when the football season starts and oh absolutely and that'll be difficult but and we've 
you know, we, we're walking through it right now. We're um, morning. I don't know. I, I'm still kind of excited that football's over. Just cause being a normal person is kind of yeah, interesting. You know, that's it's a, fun. Yes. It's, a new, it's a new world. It's a new opportunity. That's um, the way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you mentioned you were a coach. Um, back pocket, we pride ourselves on doing our research. We did our okay. research on you, Matt. We found you out that you... Me. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't stalk you, but what we did find was that you were a lax bro um, and you were a lacrosse uh, coach in addition to being yeah, I did. I did. I coached lacrosse. I played. I played lacrosse in high school. Okay. I played for three years, and I was actually considering playing D three lacrosse too yeah. in college. Um, and then when I found out St. Thomas had a club team, it would just been too much of a time commitment. Right. But um, yeah, I was like, why not? They offered me the opportunity to be the assistant head coach, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. And like, the kids were good. Like, the kids were really, really good. And mm-hmm. like, um, they seemed a little bit of a push. Yeah, they did really well. Is lacrosse the sport of the future? I think it's constant. It's hard to say that it's not. There you go. Right? I like because that. like when you think about it, more and more parents are getting scared of putting their kids into football, right? Which I I can understand to a certain certain degree. But then lacrosse is just like going across the West Coast so rapidly right oh, now, yeah. and like more and more, not just colleges but high schools are picking it up. And then D one schools that don't have a D one program yet are implementing like high level competitive MCLA teams. Yeah, and it's like. That's really cool, yeah. and I, don't know, I, I grew up around it, so it was always fun. Yeah, I did too, and, like, being, I'm from Colorado, and just okay. being from there and just having that, like, the hot, one of the first hot spots in, on the west, yeah. west coast is just, like, really cool to see that growth already, yeah. and then now seeing it grow everywhere else. And I just had to add, ask the question no, to make sure. sure that was the way to, or that it is, confirm it, you know, confirm it. Yeah, I don't know if I was yeah. good at being a lax bro, though. Okay. I don't, I wasn't good at it. I don't think I'd ever be considered. I was like the dude that like power walked to class in high school for sure. Okay, yeah, so I wasn't good at it. uh, I'm just being honest, like for real, like like I I jocked out like all day. You know what I mean? Sure. Mm -hmm. All that stuff, but like I was also like nose in the books, like glasses, like let's had to. (laughs) Yeah. Um, one thing I I would want to mention that you touched on real quickly, um, the consistency aspect of competition maybe not just in competition but maintaining consistency yeah. with um anything you're doing uh, as, as the process continues to move forward um was another thing you shared to our class and yeah, definitely. Um, i would just love to hear your thoughts on how you maintain consistency in your business and personal life right now sure um i come at that from a, a couple of different ways but i think the first thing that comes to mind and that was what i shared with your class is just being extremely disciplined in whatever you're doing. You can't be consistent in something if you're not disciplined. It's no different than doing a diet. You want to cheat, you're not disciplined. You want to eat the wrong foods, you're not disciplined. It, that that premise is so applicable to everything that you want to do from a consistency point of view. So if you want to get better at your job, you want to be really good at your job, you want to advance quickly, you got to be disciplined in the sense like you have priorities. you got to take care of those priorities. you got to take care of them before everything else, mm-hmm. right, before those other things come into play. Um, what I'll say to that, though, the, the other part is that um, my dad shared some good advice with me because um, I there, there are times where work can like really catch up with you right when you're when you're really trying to grind it out and you're doing a lot and you're adding more workload and you're advancing quickly. Um, he he and I were sitting. I'll, I'll never forget this. Actually, we we're sitting on the back balcony. We we're having a cigar and a glass of scotch. And he said, "You know, Matt, you have three spheres in your life. He's like, you have your personal life, you have your business life, and then you have your spiritual life." And he's like, "Right now, those spheres at the time we had the conversation, he's like, they're a little out of whack." And he's like, the cool thing about your scenario and about anybody's scenario is that it's completely within your control to pull it back in and rein it back in. So he's like, what do you need to do to make sure that you're not dedicating too much time to one of those things to make sure that you're pulling it in? And then we talked through that and I realized it's silly because you know the answer to those things, but sometimes even, even people that are very reflective get caught up in like their own blind spots and you don't recognize the you know the way in which things are going so you got to kind of you know like ross geller and like pivot right Mm -hmm. you got to pivot those scenarios you got to pull it back in so um i think being disciplined plays an extreme part of that and then taking ownership is the other part of your life and your circumstances and the people that play a part in it and those things combined really create just a really positive set of consistencies right on um anything that you're able to do on a day-to-day basis that you would recommend advice to our marketing interns that you're able to maintain that consistency you got you have to find time to clear your head Mm -hmm. like having you time more than anything is like so valuable and whether or not it's like 
going to work out or it's going to just like have a glass of wine, grab a beer, like chill out, read, whatever your thing is, like take time for yourself every single day to just disconnect from all the stuff that's going on around you because it's so easy to get caught up in it or it's so easy to not catch a break and then that's when things slowly over time, your buddies are going out and you're like, oh, I feel like I got to go. Do you though? Take the night to yourself. See what happens. It's, uh, you're in control of the whole thing. And you're in the driver's seat. So mm-hmm. I, I would say there's no one thing that I do in particular, but um, you got to find time for yourself. Okay. I like that. Um, as podcasters, yeah, how do we maintain consistency? Well, you guys kind of nailed it on the head, right? you got to produce content. Mm-hmm. Content mm-hmm. is your Bible, man. Like, you guys got to get it out there and spread the word. Yep. Yeah. Um, consistency has to be your virtue, right? So, like, you guys have a mission on this podcast to share your stories because you guys have a common theme about what you want to do with this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys, like, know where you want it to go. You see it in the future. So be consistent about how you do it and make it happen, right, yep. with the content okay. that you want to put out. Don't deviate from your mission, yep. right? And that's what we've been trying to do um, most recently. I think it was a podcast that someone recommended to us, but he, the host was describing niching down, and we had just cast our net way too oh, that's wide. Cool. That's cool. Yep, and we were doing way too much with it we had way too many segments and it was kind of just thrown at the wall and hopefully something would stick instead of trying to really focus on what we started and why we started yeah and his term of calling was niching down i love that it's like you got to go chips all in on what you're good at Mm -hmm. like you can't you can't worry about like all the extra stuff like seriously bet big and bet big and just go all in on what you guys know you're good at and Mm -hmm. positive things will come of that because it's like you're you have blinders on everything else all the white noise goes away Mm -hmm. you're just like this is exactly what we want this is how we know we're going to get there and you just capitalize absolutely i love it um the ross keller pivot yes that brought up a question friends yes (laughs) awesome um i'd like to say what was a moment in your life that helped you pivot that you were like this is i need to pivot or it was kind of like an aha moment type of situation, realization. Yeah. Um, I mean, jeez, I, I, I think I have one like yearly. It's <laughs> um, good though. The, the 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 two most pivotal moments for me were when I knew that I needed to transfer from ASU. When I was like, I knew that that was that was a big thing where I needed to do that. Um, and then right after football got taken away. But the one that most people actually don't know about is that um, going into my junior year that same summer I was also training I was also losing the weight because um, I wanted to go into the Marine Corps officer program okay. so I was training to go into the first phase would have been the next summer's worth of first boot camp and uh, my uncle's a Fulbright colonel in the Marine Corps I'd taken care of a lot of um, a, a lot of the paperwork and you know going through the physicals and all that stuff but um, when I got hurt again that threw a big damper on just about everything mm-hmm. so um, that was a it wasn't something that I couldn't have pulled myself back into, but at the same time, it was a big pivotal moment for me because I, I wanted to fly, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Like I did, I wanted to do that for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was something, it was a conversation I had with my family. I wasn't like super like open to people about it. Um, but um, that was a pivotal moment for me when I got hurt because not only football was taken away, but then like all the training that I did, it just got sidetracked for the next eight months. That really put a, a you know a negative spin on things, but then going back to everything that we just talked about, I was like, I got to come out of, you got to come out of it positive, right? You're like, okay, these things are down. What are you going to do about it? You know, feel bad for yourself or you mm-hmm. just take care of it and find other passions. That was, that was the thing, right? It's like when those things happened and I did have to like, quote unquote pivot. Um, I was like, there's a lot of stuff that I want to do that I haven't done yet. Right. I wanted to volunteer in the community. I wanted to coach. I wanted to just do a ton of stuff that I I wanted to do other internships during the school year. You can't, it's hard to work during football season. It's really impossible. So sure. That's good stuff. Yeah. And we're in that moment right now where we have to figure out a pivot. It's not, it's a pivot. Everyone goes through. It's the end of your college career. And we're slowly, we're looking for housing. We're just trying to figure out like how to continue this podcast when we're not, we could not be together on a day to day basis because the school is so simple and just walking around. Right. Um, but so are you guys going to go work full time and then do this on the side? Yeah, that's yeah. the plan pretty okay. much here in the at. Twin Cities. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so this content is going to continue, continue to be pushed out because we love our marketing interns and we just got to continue to give them so content. You're, 
your followers or your interns. Yes. Yeah. I dig that. Okay, that's mm-hmm. cool. So, okay. uh, let me I just... didn't pick that up, actually, so you just said it. I was like, yeah. okay, who's the, who's the, what's the follower, like, ratio? You're like, who are these people? Yeah. Like, how many like... interns do you have? I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. I was trying to, like, this is the first time we didn't explain it to our guest, and yeah. I was like, if we use it enough... He will definitely pick up. I did. On, yeah, you did. I think Absolutely. you said it way too many times, though, yeah. for me to finally like have the light bulb go <laughs> off. Like, I'm a little disappointed in myself. Yeah, like, yeah. I should have picked it up. And honestly, we need to explain it more because it's so funny. Because we're actually looking for like a real producer slash intern. Okay. But we call our listeners marketing interns because guys like you or other people listen to our podcast and then go tell someone about it. Yeah. And then that word of mouth is the marketing that we pride ourselves on and thus the people that are listening are the marketing interns. They're all working for you. They're yeah, all working exactly. for us. So put it on your resume now. Yeah, paid intern. Yeah, put it on your LinkedIn. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Um, but you're a guest and uh, we every single time we have a guest on, we play a game. Mm, game. Uh, game. Game time. So game. This is our game alert. Um, Declan, you want to lead yeah, us into this you want one? Me to take care of this yes, one, please. Oh, All right, so we have some advice for you, Matt. Um, okay. We do our research. I I can't say that enough. Um, and what was great is I found your Twitter account. Um, we follow each other. We have a mutual friendship on Twitter. <laughs> we do. It's great. I like this stuff. Yeah, it's we, good stuff. You know, we we banter back and forth. Biggest issue though with you right now is you have twenty three followers on Twitter. I have like a solid thirty. I think you have twenty three. Um, our podcast, not to brag, has four times and possibly a hundred more than that. A hundred and twenty-three. Yeah, not to brag. So, um, what you're saying is we're kind of a big deal. Yeah, we're kind of a big deal. Not not to brag. Not not really uh, certified yet, but we're we're on the up and we're about there. I'm not even Um, sure why I tweet with twenty-three followers. (laughs) It's great. I love your commitment to the grind. It's consistent. Yeah, (laughs) capitalizing on certain things. That's so true. It's great to. uh, What's fun about Twitter is, like, I got to know a lot about what you vibe with, what you do, and what like your passions are. Based on the things you like, retweet and tweet. Oh, out. totally. Yeah, it's actually really cool, right? Yeah. Like, that is pretty sweet. Yeah, and so I got to know you with uh, that was how I did my research. Is I just Check followed you story. and then mm-hmm. just kept it up. Um, but we need to help you out. Yeah. Your tweets are way too important that only 23 people are looking at. <laughs> Thank and you. We need more, more people to know about Matt Wagner. So okay. obviously, we have you on the podcast. That's going to push you out to a couple people. Yeah, we assume, allegedly. Three. At least three. three. Yeah, you got, you got us involved now. Yes. Um, so we're here to help you, Matt. And uh, with that being said, we have just a couple things that you could do with your Twitter game yes. um, to just, you know, boost it a little bit. I like it. Um, first thing, uh, start replying to people as quick as you can. And more, not only uh, just people in general, but famous people. So, like... Now, you know, I'm sure you know, just like the people who all always respond to Donald Trump, like, sir, and then just like always reply to what he tweets. Yes. Not necessarily Donald Trump, but maybe the people that you like, you can reply to them right away. People see that and they're like, oh, this guy's funny. I like Matt Wagner. He's bringing heat to the to my timeline. <laughs> funny, funny's my average, but like if my tweets are funny, I'll take it, man. Well, your, your really tweets will. are funny, but they're accurate and they're um, they mean something. They got some content value to them. Value yes. add. Uh, another piece of advice I would use is gifts. Gifts are hot. Gifts are so hot. Love gifts. A lot of t- tweeters out there are always hitting that retweet button. That's with true. With a gif, you got. Okay. You got. We're bringing heat. You got to set it up though. You got to mm-hmm. set up the gif with some type of like commentary, right? Yes. Or so correct. You just go in with the gif. No. What's the strategy? The lead in depends. Uh, one, it's a one-liner uh-huh. gif. Okay. That's my. That would be my suggestion. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing you could do is instead of replying with words, you could just reply with a gif. Okay. Um, and uh, we're gonna actually start um, gifs. And We're so going to create our own gifts. Maybe you use yeah, us. And maybe you just use me going like this. I had a girl get... I don't even know who she was. Like, this was just some random person on Twitter. I tweeted about mm, tater tot hot dish or something. I saw that. And she, like, started attacking me. She was like, what kind of tater tot hot dish? And I was like... <laughs> Self was that not like self-explanatory like in the title? <laughs> I was like, I was so rattled. I was like super confused. I was thrown off. I was like, is she serious? I don't even know who this woman is, right? And I was like, I started like that turned into like a seven tweet like a reply. Threat. They call those threats. It's a threat, and I felt like it was like I felt like I got to know this person better as a result of tweeting with her. I never want to meet her in person, like mm-hmm. ever. I don't even know if it's a woman. I just think it's a woman yep. because of the the you never know. You never know. Yeah, I'm never gonna know. Mm-hmm. Do you guys all know all the technical terms? Yeah, yeah. hey, don't worry That's about it. But that you know that actually strikes up a conversation that needs to be had right now, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, we're all not from Minnesota. Yeah, but we've been fully from immersed. Chicago. Yeah, from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Not to break. I was just there for Patty's day. Um, nice. Sure, there you go. Rivers Green, the right. Um, it 
we're all from different cities. Yes. Uh, we could, first of all, a little quick plug, Skyline Specs. Um, get oh. your city skyline engraved on a, on your specs. These glasses are sweet. This is a, a very well-lit room. I'm wearing my sunglasses now. Had to. It's a must. Anyways. They're actually very fresh. Yeah, they're very And nice. you can go ahead and go on to uh, skylinespecs.com. Yeah. And if you use the promo code BACKPOCKET. That's us. That's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T. <laughs> and when you use that back pocket promo code, we'll give okay. you 15% off. Yeah, any what purchase. do you think about that? Would you buy Skyline Specs? Why not? Yeah. Absolutely. Can I get them in other colors? Uh, yeah, uh, allegedly. So. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Sorry, that was a tough question. Wrong <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> question to ask. For sure. It's throwing heat at us again. Throwing heat. Um, um, but I got, anyways. I got another piece of advice. Oh, oh no, we're talking, we got to have the conversation about no. Minnesota. Cause you, go ahead. So okay, you, right, mentioned, right. you mentioned hot dish. Yeah. Tater tot hot dish is like a, no one, like everyone's mom it's makes a, a, a really stable. nice hot dish. Yeah, but it's everybody's like, mom. It's tater tots, it's like corn with some broth. Like, yeah. It's nothing crazy. Like, why does it, what, what different types of hot dishes? I don't know, but, like, my girlfriend's mom and my girlfriend were both like, you've never had what? <laughs> and I was like, what, 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 what is this? Like, <laughs> I've, sure? I've never heard of this. Like, it doesn't sound like a, I've never heard it. And they made it. That, it was really good. Like, I, I loved it. It was delicious. But, like, I don't know what other types there are out yeah. there. Neither do I. And what's really funny is our buddy Austin, who lives in uh, Andover, brings home brings back hot dishes like whenever he goes home he's got frozen hot dishes and he throws them in the freezer i think they just they, austin's they, mom loves him loves him yeah they just continue to whip yeah. out hot dishes it's fantastic yeah, yeah. it's great um, must be nice choppers also uh, do you have a pair of choppers those mittens they keep you warm in the winter i don't the yellow no. yeah this isn't an advertisement i don't but i always like borrowing like my friends like, yeah I'm always, like, that's just them. another staple in minnesota lake life i don't always tell you about lake life that's actually a great thing i love lake life. i do love lake life i'm not gonna lie yeah i like bodies of water okay it's plentiful that's right good. arizona's just it's, it's not home yeah no it's we not understood home. yeah not, but, uh, not your home another another advice yeah, yeah. i'm mean, back to back it. to the twitter yeah. game um i think this will definitely increase your followership okay um because you just mentioned a uh, little controversy there um controversy is the air we breathe we realize that, and we are... <laughs> we got Vince Vaughn in the house, everybody. Yeah, Controversy is the air we breathe. We're stealing the oxygen from you, man. <laughs> yes. Right. And, We're like, getting hyped up we, over here. We embrace that controversy, and we might say things on this podcast where people are like, that is mean, that's offensive. Really? Well, hot dish what? Hot dish what? Conflict's yeah. good. Uh, yeah. Conflict's great. Thrive. Build Twitter this. needs more conflict, and it's got plenty of it. Yeah. But the right kind of controversy okay. sparks the right kind of followership. So yeah. I'll just lead you with that. Yeah. Um, another one, uh, you got to utilize hashtags like hashtag business, I hashtag know, hot dish. I don't. Like, cause when people search things that like these things are trending in some realm of Twitter. Um, but the most important hashtag you absolutely need to be using is the hashtag average quality of the day. Average quality of the day, right? Cause that, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we tweet that out like every day. Okay. If you could join in on that. Um, so we do threads. Can, so I'll post that. it. I'll start the thread. Well, I'll tweet out my average quality of the day. Okay. And then, Matt, I need you to come in with some heat underneath. Mm-hmm. Reply. And then that's going to be my average quality of the day. Okay. Uh, Matt Wagner being funny. But don't sell yourself short. You're a pretty funny guy. Don't um, ever sell yourself pretty, short. Yeah, don't ever sell yourself short. You're average. Pretty, pretty average. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, average. and then the, <laughs> I have one more. Okay. Uh, permission to tell one more? Granted. Yeah, uh, stay ahead of the meme game. Uh, so SpongeBob memes are like big right now. Uh, with the Krusty Krab and okay. the Chum Bucket. So they put the things that are I, yeah, like, you're right. do you want I me to explain like, it to you? I just don't think... <laughs> I feel like I'm like 45 right now. <laughs> That's okay. Um, That's okay. No, I just I like... I, I, it's funny. I just like... I just don't think it's that funny. Oh, Okay. I think it's pretty. I'm fun. sorry, but like I like I get it. Like there's like Tom Brady and Drew Brees, and it's like mm-hmm. Tom Brady's like the chum bucket, and Drew yeah. Brees is the, yeah. I get it. Like that's but uh-huh. if you're a Saints fan, yeah, yeah, but, right. Like, I've seen it. The back pocket would be uh, the Krusty Krab, and then the chum bucket would be um, our naysayers. Do you guys have naysayers? Uh, they're always out there. Yeah, they're always. You guys out there. have. They're always listening. Wait, do you guys have haters? I wish. I think so. Sometimes, like allegedly, like crazy ex girlfriends, our roommates oh. are kind of haters because we we're always doing the podcast. Yeah. So and so they're like they're out there like watching TV, but they just hear this banter like back ten from, feet away once a, once a week. So yeah. I don't think they like it. They don't listen to us. So yeah, no, that's oh, maybe that's the chum bucket is the people who don't listen to us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is our girlfriends, um, our close friends. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, no, they don't. No, they don't, don't listen. Don't. Okay. They but, don't listen either. No. no, but like we we don't care if our friends listen. They know they hear us enough. Talk. We understand that. Like, 
it's fine. We 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 want to reach out to more people. We'd rather sure. reach out to the thousand people who don't know us, right? Than the four or five or twelve people that we do. Do you guys have interesting stories on how you met your girlfriends, or is that just like Tinder, Bumble, like uh, the whole nine yards? Uh, mutual friends. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah. I'd like to say it's interesting. It takes a lot of detail. I'm not gonna. Yeah. We don't need to go. We There's had them on the podcast. It's not cool. Yeah. Well, it's kind of. It's, it's all right. If you want to check their stories out, I mean, how we met. It's kind of cool. It's kind of go like, on to a podcast thirty thirty something thirty something. Yeah. We got our girlfriends on. Yeah. It's really, that was, it was really priceless. Good. We had we had them rank um, our priorities. Our priorities. School. <laughs> That's football, really funny. Girlfriend podcast. Well, and that ended up being like great at the time. That was um, nice. Now, they gave them themselves before podcast. Because that reality, was just the four topics. Those weren't the order. Oh. Yeah, no, we, so this we, has been a, oh. an ongoing thing. So, like, I don't know if, I don't know, we have Doghouse. Really, yeah, we really yeah, haven't uh, reconvened about this because uh, Sierra, uh, she's not listening, so we can just talk about it, but she, uh, <laughs> she, uh, she gets mad at me for breaking her below the podcast. So yeah. she, she said oh. podcast, she me, said, yeah, school football. That's what, that's what she said for me. His girlfriend. And I was like, you're probably right. Was she taking a shot, the, or was it like a genuine, like, that's how it, things really are? Well, mm-hmm. no, not, okay, so that's not really how things are, but how my time is organized. Um, I spend a lot more time on the podcast, on school, than I do with Sierra. I mean, I wish I'd hang out there every day, but, you know, you can't. That's that's life. All right. Um, so yeah, we got to pivot off of this. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. pivot. Yeah, we're going to pivot. Pivot quick. Um, yeah. Speaking of stories, uh, bar stories. Phenomenal. Um, that's a pivot so, and a half. Right oh, there. God. Okay, so, uh, now this isn't what you think, Matt, so don't worry. Um, this is... I was really worried. Yeah, no, don't worry. Okay. Uh, we asked this to our guests. This is a story that, say you're blowing off steam after work, um, you're just sitting over at Tiffany's lounge, random guy comes up next to you. Um, you gotta, you gotta start conversation. You gotta spark something up. What kind of story are you going to tell this person that tells some him something about you and then is also interesting enough to keep him interested? Oh man, dude. Usually I'm the guy that asks the questions. Sure. It's like, I'm, I'm usually the guy that like asks a question or story about somebody. Okay. Um, I think like the one and this is if some so some dude sitting next to me right I don't think I'd ever tell him this story but it is a good bar story I think okay so um, I was ha- in New York City and I was having dinner with colleagues after uh, we, had, we had like a really good meeting and um, we were in a nice restaurant and I was sitting right next to Byron Scott who's the head coach of the Lakers yeah, at, at the, the time. time and nice <laughs> oh, wait, no, no. maybe he had just been fired maybe Oof. that's why he was in New York well whatever it doesn't matter and he was Mixed sitting game. there. And uh, we were eating, and we a couple glasses of wine, and I was like, uh, you know, I was like, I really, like, I'm not feeling too hot. Like, I looked around the table, and I was like, hey, are you guys, like, getting kind of hot in here? Like, we're, everybody's suited up. I was like, maybe it's just a little warm, you know? Like, I was turning bright red, right? And, like, I just noticed, like, my whole body, like, kind of started to swell a little bit. And I was like, what the hell's going on, man? Like, this is weird. I've never had anything like this happen to me. I go downstairs, I go to the bathroom, like, splash some water in my face, I come back up. And I was like, guys, like, I, I gotta go. Like, I'm like really struggling. Like, I'm about to pass out. And, like, my body was physically like swelling. And then, and then at that moment, I was like, oh, dude, like, I'm having like a terrible allergic reaction to some food that I just ate. Mm. So, me having like not much shame and waiting for my Uber, I'm in like physical pain at this point. Outside of a nice steakhouse in New York City, your boy had no shame. Shoes came off, slacks came off, put them around my shoulder. And I just stood out front in my boxers and just waited for the Uber to pick me up. And I went right home. Wow. That's all I got. So I got, but I lived. That's what's, that's the positive. That's the moral of that story. You lived. You what did this have anything to do with Byron Scott? I thought you were going to tie that back in. Oh, uh, he watched me take off my pants. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So I got that's, to say that. Okay, that's he was good. probably like, what the hell is this kid doing? <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, dude, my comfort over your dinner right now. Like, sorry, I'm out of here. Wow. So I got. You, we never get embarrassed. We never complain and we never quit. No, well, you can't have much shame. Mm-hmm. Life is too short to have way too much shame, right, mm-hmm. guys? Yes. Like that. Otherwise, you like. What's there to get embarrassed about? No, being yeah. a knucklehead, being a, in a situation like that, it's comical. Yeah. At right? the end of the day, you're going to look back, I just took my pants off, and Byron Scott was standing on the left of me. Well, there, it, was, it was now more than like Byron Scott. Like, I'm sure like there were like a lot of pretty ladies that were like, who's this weirdo? Yeah. Not, well, not that I had a shot with him anyhow, but the point is... What was the steakhouse? Um, it, I'll tell you. Well, I'd have to look it up, and I'll okay. tell you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, The point? The, point, the, the moral of okay. the story coming full circle is that... Um, whether or not the Uber driver wants to know it, dude saved my life because we stopped and got Benadryl on the way. <laughs> but he was also probably like freaked out, like dude's about to get in the back of my car with no I'm pants on. For this. Mm-hmm. Like that's a first time, right? Like it was yeah, the first time like, for everything as an yeah. Uber driver. Dang. Um, and then we'll leave you with this final okay. question. Yeah. Um, we love this question. It's a simple question. Okay. What did you learn today? The time you woke up to right now when we're podcasting. 
there are never enough hours in the day, ever, to get everything that you want to get done, like, accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really important that every single day, I think that, like, when I wake up, I set a goal. And, like, I'm like, I just I w- I want to get after this one thing today. And if I can do this one thing today, that I'm going to be pretty darn happy. And sometimes it's a personal thing about work. Sometimes it's like, dude, I got to call my mom on the way home. Today, for me personally, it was, like, set time aside for my family because I was so, like, I haven't, from the time that I got in until the time that I got here, I was nonstop. And I was like, you know what? Call my mom. Always take time away from what you're doing to call your family. Love it. I like that. We appreciate you taking time on yeah, your day for us. This was we fun. had a blast. Um, good stuff. Looking forward to maybe in the future getting you on again. Maybe become a reoccurring guest. Yeah. I just told all of your marketing interns that I took off my pants in New York City, huh? Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. That's good marketing. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's good, good content. content. Yep, that's good content. Go. It's consistency. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, guys. So that was our interview with Matthew Wagner. Uh, Matt Wagner, as he likes to be called. Great man. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, I loved learning about um, his workforce, his life, what he had to offer. I love Matt Wagner. Bye, bye, bye. The guy checks out. You should check him out. Um, He's on Twitter with 23 followers. He's crushing it. (laughs) Um, But, hey, come on the show again, We gave him some advice for improvements, and I think they'll pay off. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for coming on the show, man. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate Appreciate it. Appreciate Um, it, And before we get to the back end, let me quickly mention um, Skyline Specs, because we're wearing them right now, and uh, the sun's in our eyes, but you can't even feel it, because they're such high-quality sunglasses. And you know what the coolest thing about them is? Mm. They have this skyline of the Minneapolis um, city going across. The Minneapolis skyline. Exactly. Going right across the side. Um, it's beautiful. They're, these are glasses you're going to want to go ahead and buy. And you, you can go ahead and buy them at skylinespecs.com. And when you use our promo code, the back pocket, or sorry, rather, just back pocket, B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T, because back pocket, that's how you spell it, that's us. Um, when you use that promo code, you'll get 15% off. Um, go ahead and check them out. Yeah, not to mention they're polarized. Um, they're wooden, uh, which makes them just look classy as heck. Um, so get after those. Uh, it's a great brand. Um, they're, like I said, they're polarized. It's a sunroom. Uh, we chose a podcast room. That's a sunroom. So we're going to need sunglasses. So we're wearing sunglasses is how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's life. Um, but yeah, go check out Skyline Specs. Great brand. Um, let's get to the back end. Back end. I love the back end. Back end. Thank so what, what about the back end do you love, Andrew? I love that our marketing interns have made it this far. Yeah. Uh, those are the gritty marketing interns. They're always a little tier above the rest because they made it this far. Yeah. We love the back end. We know our marketing interns love the back end. A um, little what did you learn in a feel-good segment. Um, what did I learn? This week, what did I learned today? Yeah, what did you learn? Um, stress is a difficult thing to handle. Mm. However, to stress release, get stuff done. Mm. Plug away. Trust the process. We've been saying this. We've been harping it because we truly believe it. I've been. I was stressed a little bit this week. Oh, wow. I had some things going on my on my plate. A little interview, uh, a couple group projects some good content that we wanted to push out, you know, changing the feng shui. There was, you know, there were some things, you know, snowball effect. But you know how you pack that snowball nice and tight and able to chuck it at that stop sign down the road? How do you do it? You get stuff done. Mm, just get it done, dude. Mm-hmm. Checks out to me. Uh, checked out for you. Um, what did I learn this week? Um, I learned that there's no business model for socks that don't match. What? Um, so let me explain. Uh, if you're going to buy socks that match, right? You're, um, but you you lose one. That other sock becomes null. But what if you created a business idea? This is my idea. Um, Wait, you're going to tell can they, marketing interns, don't use this. Pay attention. It's patented. Yeah, patented by the back pocket. Yep. Thank, thank you, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Business guy understands patent law. Um, thanks, Andrew. Anyways. We have a word of mouth handshake. Yeah, verbal handshake on that. Marketing interns, let's shake. Okay, thank you. Um, so the business model is pretty much I'll sell socks and like six pack of six something right but you can mix and match them however you want so not one sock they they're designed um so that they can just they all go together right but they're all different designs Mm -hmm. um so that way if you lose one doesn't matter you got five left you got four different pairs with one extra that you can cycle in whatever you want okay so it takes advantage of the people who like us just don't know how to handle uh, putting our socks together, and you know, so I can't do it. Look, the laundry, the laundry room's a battlefield. You're gonna lose socks. That's the first thing to go. Mm-hmm. Those are your pawns. Um, so yeah, that's just my idea. And then, um, so I tweeted that out the other day, and uh, some kid like responded to me with like a website. 
that had it's called littlemismatch.com or something. This is not an ad because it's a bad idea. It's just what they what they presented. Allegedly, I looked at their positive podcast. We don't bash. It just wasn't to my standards, which is why I learned that this is an 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 incredible market to get after. Your business idea is to matching unmatching socks. We'll just have socks that can be matched, but they're all you can mix Mix and and match them. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Hey. We're all learning here. Yeah. It's a learning <laughs> learn curve. something new every day. It's a learning curve. Thank man. you for sharing. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it. Um, trapping the puck on that and transitioning to our feel-good story. Uh-huh. Um, trying to warm the hearts of our marketing interns on a final note. Um, it's spring break. There's 80 boys and gals in Mexico from the University of St. Thomas soaking up the sun, um, enjoying the warmth. It's kind of crazy that we're all here because... The travel agency just maximize their their platform. Yeah, they're their having potential. Yeah, the uh, travel agency is having a party currently, um, and they're celebrating. Anas. Yeah, it's the St. Thomas had eighty kids go to Puerto Vallarta at the same bought time the bay. party. Yeah, they bought the bay. They yeah. bought out the beach. Reel them in. Yeah, reel them in. Got it done. Sliced them up, filleted them. Yeah, <laughs> little bonus, little Christmas bonus. Mm-hmm. A little early though, obviously. Um, I don't want to feel bad, but. Uh, for myself, but I'm not there with you guys. Um, so uh, maybe we pretend like I'm there. Um, so You're I, always in heart. There yeah. In heart. Uh, drink a couple Mai Tais, some Slippery Monkeys. Um, mm-hmm. Just make sure you yell Tan Boy a lot because that's our brand. Because uh, we're tan. Tangria. Tangria. Sangria, but for Tan Boys. Um, and yeah, just, just understand that uh, I'm growing up. Uh, my name's Declan Brown, and I'm growing up. Uh, I couldn't go on the spring break trip because I bought a car. Um, so that was that was tough. Um, it's another that's a, that's a must expense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still loving the process. I'm trusting the process. Maybe I get to go on my own spring break trip uh, at a different time with all the boys and gals that are there right now. Um, but anyways, uh, I hope everyone's having a great time. I hope everyone's feeling good. Um, let's give one quick shout out real quick. Uh, marketing intern of the week. We always are doing this. Um, marketing into the week this week. Maddie Lane. Yes. Crushing with content. Thank you so much, Maddie. Um, uh, just creating more content for us is super appreciative. Um, any content is great content, but I know your content is going to be great content. Yeah, and it's really good content mm-hmm. just all around. So um, go ahead and just love the process like Maddie does. Put out the content like you always do. Um, soak up the sun. Have a blast. Drink a couple brews. And always tell people about the back pocket. Take care. Take care. Take care.